Hey y'all, I'm Sammy, your host of the You Were Made For More podcast. John 10.10 is a promise that Jesus came down to earth so that we would have life and have it abundantly. My prayer is that this podcast and all of the content that we put out would remind every student that they were made for more, simply because of who they were created to be. My own walk with the Lord and my relationships with the teenagers that I disciple have shown me that once we understand whose we are, the game changes. Or in other words, transformation happens. Our identity changes everything. We recognize that it takes investment and partnership between the church and parents to raise teens who know and believe who they are in Jesus. And we're here to help. So buckle up as we take this journey and take a look at what God has to say about friendships, relationships, sexuality, dating, and all the things in between. Today on the You Were Made For More podcast, we have one of my dear friends, Brooke Farrell. She now serves as the middle school director of student ministry at a church in the Pittsburgh region. You'll hear her talk a little bit about that. She's a mom, a wife, and she was actually part of the team of speakers that I was a part of that went into high schools in the Pittsburgh area. That's how I connected with her. We both have a passion for healthy relationships and seeing teenagers take a hold of healthy relationships and really aim for that in their lives. So I asked her to come on and talk to us a little bit about what a healthy relationship is, what the Bible says about healthy relationships, how we date well um, as Christians, if you're a student, um, what the Bible says about dating, and how she as a mom implements these things into her relationship with her kids. So I think she has a lot of wisdom to share. I encourage you to turn up your volume, um, get a notepad out, scratch any notes down, and give us some feedback after you listen to Brooke and who she is. Brooke, welcome to the You Were Made For More podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I want you to intro yourself. So can you tell us who you are, where we can find you, what are you passionate about, things like that. It is fun to just be able to share with you just a little bit about who I am and what I do. And um, also Sammy is a friend of mine from years past. And so it's just nice to reconnect with you, Sammy. So I'm glad to be here. A little bit about me is I am a middle school director at Northway Christian Community in Wexford. Uh, We are a six location church in the Pittsburgh region. Um, So I work with the youth, uh, primarily sixth through eighth grade. 
Um, and I'd been in this position for about a year. Uh, and before that, I worked in kids ministry for a long time and uh, interned there in college and all of that. So I uh, was also a part of a church launch, our Dormont campus, uh, years back. And my husband is also on staff at the church as a worship pastor, um, I think his 13th year. Um, so yeah, we are, we are ministry people, and um, I feel very called to the youth. I would say something I'm passionate about. I mean, by far, of course, would be my husband and my two kids, um, but also just the youth in general. So I, I, I would say maybe 10 years ago, I just really felt strongly that, you know, one of my big life purposes was to help shepherd and grow the now generation. I, I don't think that kids and students are the upcoming generation. I don't think when they become adults, that's when they become their own generation, but they really are for the now. And I think it's, you know, my privilege to help encourage them in this crazy thing called life, whether that be dating relationships and what it means to be a Christian in today's world in American society and um, just to be there for them because really it's tough to grow up. And I just feel very strongly that you know, our youth needs good examples and encouragement. And um, I'm very passionate just about scripture and passionate about uh, the local church and, and these kids. So that's a little bit about me. Um, my kids are seven and five. So Landon is seven and Adeline is five. So uh, I was a stay-at-home mom for a little while. And that was, you know, obviously exhausting, but um, a wonderful a wonderful thing to be able to have my time, you know, with them. So um, they're wonderful kids, big balls of energy, of course. Um, and they help me in my ministry as well. So sometimes they'll tag along with me to a Bible study, uh, tag along with me to church. So um, yeah. Yes, it is so fun to reconnect. And it's just been cool to see kind of where the Lord has led Brooke um, in the work that she's doing. But something I love about you, Brooke, is that you're super intentional and vulnerable when you talk about relationships and your own past experiences. So that's why I wanted to come and ask you these questions today because I think it's really important to hear really like what a healthy relationship is because it's only through understanding healthy relationships that we can identify unhealthy relationships in our lives. When I think of a healthy relationship, you know, it, it's hard. I, I think with relationships, um, you know, we have romantic relationships, we have friendships, we have um, you know, past relationships that may have been broken. Um, I think at the bottom line for relationships is to kind of know your place in a relationship. Um, you know, someone who is more of an acquaintance isn't as close to me as, you know, a spouse would be. And I think there, there's just varying levels of relationships. And I think often why people struggle is that they're not um, understanding their place in a relationship or the other person's place in a relationship. You know, I think in today's culture and society, we see a lot of broken relationships because of a lot of overstepped boundaries. And, and boundaries are so important in any healthy relationship. My favorite book um, on relationships is, you know, Boundaries by Greg Ogden. 
um, and Dr. Townsend, and uh, they have boundaries for dating. They have boundary book for relationships, romantic ones. Um, and right now, I'm currently reading boundaries with kids. You know, I think often as a parent, we get into some unhealthy rhythms and patterns of, you know, maybe letting our kids, you know, take over too much of the household or, or disrespect or disobey rules because we're tired and we roll our eyes and we <laughs> focus on something else. So I'm currently reading boundaries with kids. I think relationships are important and boundaries is a huge component of that, whether it be romantic or whether it be, you know, with someone in the cubicle next to you. Um, yeah, boundaries are very important in relationships. And, you know, I have been married for 12 years now, um, but, but I got married at 20. And I got married as soon as I turned 20. So there was a lot of, I think, growing up that me and my husband Adam had to do just in our, you know, dating relationship and in our marriage relationship, just with me, you know, being young. Um, I really grew up with him, I would say, now looking back 12 years you know, we kind of grew together and we grew up together. Um, and of course that has its own challenges, you know. Um, but I think in a relationship too, you you grow so much more with that person. You know, every argument hopefully would lead a young couple to, you know, experiencing Jesus more and experiencing what it means to be loved and forgiven. And um, so, yeah, I think it's I think it's cool to look back on, you know, 12 years of marriage or being married at 20 and be like, wow, you know, we kind of grew up together. We made it through, Um, you know, like those developmental years from 20 to 30 is, you know, a lot happens during that time. Um, But relationships have so much to do with respect and so much to do with boundaries. And, you know, I, I want to advocate for that always. Yeah. I really love how you talked about boundaries. I think boundaries are so important in any relationship. Um, no matter what type of relationship that is, I want to hone in a little bit on romantic relationships in particular um as a teenager it can be really hard to navigate dating and we hear this term dating intentionally all the time but I think that's kind of a really vague topic and I kind of want to ask you to break that down for us like what does it mean to date intentionally dating intentionally is important, you know, especially, you know, in, in our Christian world. Um, dating is a term, well, I'm, I'm no expert, but <laughs> I did Google it because we did a dating talk last fall with the middle schooler and high school students. And dating is a term that was coined in the 1920s. You know, same thing with teenager, you know, there, that's a recent, a recent thing. And so dating is a recent thing. Before that, it was courtship. Courtship was a very private affair between, you know, families um, and a potential spouse. And it heavily involved the parents interacting during that courtship. You know, I think what's different nowadays and, you know, obviously how I grew up was was dating. And, you know, with dating, it's such a loose term. And I think one of the problems that we have being Christians in this world of dating that we live in is you know, our current culture is to not involve parents by any means, right? It's like, you know, you don't bring home a date to your mama until you want to, 
put a ring on her finger, you know? I, I often feel like our modern day teenagers are kind of left to just figure out dating and figure out relationships and you know it's kind of a lonely process um and does not involve the parents you know I'm not saying that my kids will want me heavily involved in their dating life (coughs) by any means but um I think it's important to involve the parents and you know I've seen so many healthy dating relationships just in being in the church um And I've really watched, I would say, honestly, very closely these last 10 years of my youth group kids now getting married. And it's interesting to see, you know, what parents were involved, what parents weren't involved. Um, Obviously, no story is perfect by any means. I'm not saying there's some perfect formula to dating, but the dating aspect of, you know, these young students and them involving their parents really shows kind of the success of it. Um, and just involving your parents and what you're thinking. And, um, you know, it's very rare to marry that first person that you quote, you know, fall in love with. And, you know, I think in talking with my kids about dating, I think it's important for them to know that it's a newer concept, you know, in the twenties, <laughs> it's not, you know, something that we have been doing since the beginning of time. Right. And, you know, I hope and pray that, you know, they let me be a part of that dating process and what they're thinking and feeling and, Um, you know, I'm excited for them to, to date and excited for them to get to know people. And, you know, my, my kids are seven and five and they would, you know, really kill me if they heard me say this, but they tell me who their crushes are at school. They tell me who their crush, it might be at church or, you know, wherever it is that they're going. And I love that they tell me their crushes. I think that, you know, like, obviously you don't spark romance at seven and five years old, but I think it's amazing that they tell me, you know, who they're crushing on. And I always say, you know, well, well, why? Why do you have a crush on them? You know, where they even heard the word crush? I don't know. Maybe it was the TV. <laughs> but they tell me, oh, so-and-so. And I'm already teaching them to spot good qualities, right? It's not just about, you know, what that person looks like, but it's what they act like. Like, oh, why do you have a crush on them? You know, do you have fun playing with them on the playground, right? Like, I think it's important not to obviously spark romance early by any means, but for them to begin to understand why they're attracted to the opposite sex and why they have a crush on them. And they're really beginning their core qualities now of dating. You know, I don't think that dating is, you know, only something that sparks, you know, when you're 16. But they're really laying the groundwork for how they view the opposite sex, how they treat them, um, and that that slowly develops as they get older. So I hope even now when we talk about marriage and we talk about, you know, having a crush, like those conversations are already at our dinner table, um, which I just kind of find fascinating, you know, that that they already understand that. And, um, you know, I know it's been said, you know, kids date or kids marry who their parent is, you know, like my son, I'm, you know, his first love or whatever. And I don't know if that's true per se, but I hope there are good qualities and characteristics in me that one day Landon would say, oh, I would want that in a spouse. You know, same thing goes with my husband. I hope my daughter can see, you know, oh, my daddy treats me, you know, respectfully and kindly and intentionally. And that's what I would want, you know, in a future spouse. So 
you know, I think when you have young kids, you're already laying the grant groundwork to talk about dating. Um, we're not going to have some magical sex talk or some magical dating talk when they be become quote of age. That's too late. We've already missed the boat. You know, their sexual development and their spiritual development and their emotional development, you know, those things are growing now um, and growing up with them. And it is not, you know, just something for you know, when they get older. So I think that's important. I, I think it's important to talk about dating at a young age. And, you know, my kids have said to me now, like, mom, will I get married? And I've always said, well, you know, I hope the best for you. I hope that you want to get married one day. I hope that you find that special someone. And, you know, I had leaders growing up who were very encouraging uh, and very helpful just in my dating relationships. And I can't say that, you know, all my dating relationships honored God. You know, that would be quite quite a stretch. You know, a lot of my dating relationships were for selfish reasons, but I did always have leaders checking in on me on, on the why, the why I was dating. And, you know, I had a pastor who said, you know, the two biggest, most important decisions that you'll make in your lifetime that affect your life is, you know, accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, what you'll do with Jesus, um, and also who you'll marry who you'll marry one day is such an important indicator of how your life will go. You know, that's a life partner that you're choosing. And, you know, it, it's, it's a burden that, you know, is kind of placed on every single person, right? And, you know, there's a lot of failed marriages in this world for a variety of reasons. But, you know, who someone marries is, is very important. It's a very important decision that's not meant to take lightly. Um, and dating's not meant to take lightly either. Yeah, I think it can be really confusing to, like, navigate dating because the Bible does not really mention it. Like, we talked about the Bible really in those times, like, courtship and arranged marriages were the way that relationships were done. So, this idea of, like, serial dating or the hookup culture or non-commitment, um was just not really a thing that was accepted by society. So when we're looking at biblically what the wise thing is to do and then also what we're faced with culturally and what we're seeing happen all around us, it can be really hard to distinguish what is right and what is wise. And the only reason we do that is through, or the only way we do that is through prayer reading scripture and seeking the Lord. I think those are three really important things that I want to hit on is like you have to pray, you have to be in your Bible, and you have to be seeking what the Lord desires for you in that area of your life. Yeah, I think that's... <laughs> it doesn't teach us about dating. <laughs> and I think that's that's the hard part. Everyone wants a, a guidebook, right, on, on how to do it appropriately or how to, you know, but, but the Bible does teach us so much about, you know, mutual respect and uh, boundaries in relationships and stuff like that. You know, I'm glad we live in a society where you get to pick your spouse, right? There's, there's not those arranged marriages anymore. You know, that, that's important to pick your spouse, but you know, in dating, I think one of the biggest things is, you know, God does ask for us to control our flesh. He does ask us to be equally yoked. You know, in the scripture, you know, it's saying that 
you know, you want to be together. You, when you're yoked together, um, in both believers in Jesus, you know, that, that's going to be solving <coughs> a lot of problems in life. When you have a couple, you know, and, and one is headed in the opposite direction than the other, and they're not equally yoked, you know, there's room for, you know, separation. There's room for arguments. I think it's important in a Christian household to um, pursue God together. You know, I think it's that's so important because the reason why we are together, the reason why, you know, Christ said, you know, I am the, uh, you know, at the church and the bride, um, all of that really has to do with, with being a team and being a team is being equally yoked together and having that same purpose and that same vision together. Um, you know, I heard of some couples making their own mission statement for their own family. And I thought that that's such a neat thing to do because it's one thing to get married, you know, and, and be in a lifelong commitment. It's another thing to kind of make a mission and a vision statement for your, for your own family and your own faith. And it's important for even in dating, you know, there should be some prerequisites to dating. You know, I, I say to my kids, you know, I hope whoever you marry loves Jesus with all their heart and their mind and their soul. You know, because we know that physical attraction will be there. (laughs) You know, I know I'm sure that, you know, my son will be able to spot a pretty girl. That shouldn't be a problem. But what can get in the way is when you don't have those right priorities. You know, and it's loving the Lord is what keeps a family together. (coughs) You know, um, I would say for Adam and I, what's different about our relationship being Christians is that we're not the ultimate authority. You know, we're not in a 50-50 relationship. You know, um, marriage is a covenant. It's not a contract. A contract says, you do this for me, and I will do this for you, and that's why we're married. You know, a contract can be broken. A contract is there, and it can be taken away at any point in time. And the difference between a contract and a covenant is, you know, a covenant is a lifelong commitment. A covenant says, you know, I do no matter what. You know, um, and with dating... I think it's important because dating is kind of more of a contract, (laughs) you know, or a code of, quote, behavior, right? Dating is not, you know, putting a ring on the finger. You know, dating is really a chance for people to understand what they want in someone. And it is very simple to have a breakup with someone that you have not physically and emotionally fully connected with uh, than it is to really pretend that you're married, right? And have a sexual relationship and then break up. You know, I have had a lot of friends who have gone through breakups that really felt like an ended marriage over and over and over again because they invested their whole heart and their whole soul. And I think for my kids, what I want them to know is obviously be respectful with dating, date with a purpose. You know, that intention can be for a possible marriage, but it's not a marriage, right, until that commitment <coughs> is completely there. Um, I also want my kids to know that the first person that they date and get to know, they probably won't marry. You know, they will probably experience heartbreak. And that's painful. But I do wish that someone told me that when I was a teenager. That, hey, that first person that you like, you know, you, you probably won't marry them. You'll probably have to let them go. And, you know, we do say, you know, it's important to date well and respectfully, but it's also important to break up well 
also, you know, and breakups are a part of life. And my kids will help their friends through breakups too. So I think it's important for my kids to kind of grow in that emotional intelligence and in that like romantic way as well, that, you know, who they're attracted to is important, who they date is important, but if it doesn't work out, that's okay. It's not the end of the world, you know? Um, And ultimately, you know, God loves my kids way more than I ever could. And I think that that, (coughs) I think that that is very assuring that God loves my kids even more than I do. So even with their dating relationships, you know, I have to give that to him now. I think that the dating world is kind of scary. You know, you have people who are on social media swiping left and right, and you don't even know if they're real or not, you know, um, And that's a scary world that we live in. I think it's important for my kids to be safe. It's important for them to grow in their, you know, skills of dating. Um, But I don't know what kind of a world they will be in when it comes time to date. You know, I do think that, you know, our generation now of these students that I see really hide behind a screen. And I want my kids to be able to be vulnerable and open with people that they date, you know, on their struggles. And, you know, um... I think there's something to say for who you date. (coughs) I think you grow a lot from a dating experience. Um, And, you know, when I say dating, I'm I'm kind of saying, like, not being sexually active. Like, legitimately just dating and getting to know someone, I think, is important. Um, I think that boundaries and rules are important in dating. You know, um... I had someone tell me before, you know, rules without a relationship do lead to rebellion. Rules without a relationship lead to rebellion. You know, I hope in dating that my kids don't have to rebel against me. I hope that we have like an open, honest relationship, you know, but dating is going to be messy. I'm sure that my kids are going to have a messy time with dating. You know, I'm sure they're going to make mistakes in dating, you know, but I think ultimately I want what's best for them. And I hope to just be involved in their dating process as they get older. I hope they always feel comfortable to tell me, you know, when they've made mistakes or when they have messed up. Because I have, you know, most adults have as far as dating relationships and messing up. I just hope that, you know, there were a few little takeaways just from my heart to yours. Yeah, I think you made a lot of great points. The first one being about... uh being involved in your kids dating lives I think for parents that's something that is like kind of taboo but a lot of the times we do need guidance about these things and it just might be like awkward to bring it up but if we already have had these conversations with our kids they're gonna feel more comfortable about breaching that topic because it already has been talked about before another thing that um a pastor that talks a lot about dating also has said that similar to what you said Brooke is that you know you always want to be sure that if you need to leave a relationship therefore end it or break up or whatever term you want to use you are honoring and respecting that person by the way that you treat them. And ultimately, that is how you date well, no matter how your relationship ends, whether it ends in marriage, which is a lifelong commitment, or 
if you decide to part ways, if you can say that you honored that person and respected them through the way that you treated them, restrained yourself, saved certain things until marriage, that's ultimately how we date well because those things are honoring the Lord. It's honoring who the Lord made them to be. And it's honoring our own bodies. So I just think that everything you share is so great. I'm so pumped um, for people to hear. I wish we had like three hours to chat because I know like personally a little bit about your story and the relationships that you've walked through and you know how you did get married young and, and how you and Adam have worked really hard to form the marriage that you have. I wish we could talk about all of those things, but I kind of just wanted to get like a healthy relationship 101 from you. So thank you so, so much for joining us.